Ashton Gelati and Stephen Heron will be one of the ACC's best pass rushing duos this upcoming season. We'll talk about that duo while also previewing the defensive line position for the Louisville Cardinals in 2023. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university and various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. We're continuing along in our off-season positional preview series for the Louisville football team. Today's installment will be dedicated to the defensive line. We'll begin by discussing why the pairing of Ashton Gelati and Stephen Heron will be one of the best pass-rushing duos in the ACC. We'll also talk about why internal development is going to be very key for this unit. And then to conclude the show, we'll talk about some of the under the radar players uh, that could have a significant role in 2023 players that aren't necessarily being talked about um, really much at all. So um, as we've mentioned over, you know, the past couple of shows, really every single positional preview, we've talked about the changes that have been put in place. Granted scheme differences offensively, we've had to address they're really, really prevalent on the defensive end because we're completely going away with the 3-4 and going more to a 4-2-5 hybrid defense where you'll have now four uh, defensive linemen or some combination, two linebackers, and then another linebacker potentially playing um, in coverage. So it puts more emphasis on the defensive backs group. But nonetheless, um, there's the potential to add one more defensive lineman to the line of scrimmage more so than we've seen, you know, for Louisville over the past couple of seasons. Now, granted, I think when we talk about the defensive line, I've included the pass rushing linebackers that will line up near the line of scrimmage um, outside of the star position. So the Leo position, as it's called, that Stephen Heron, Popeye Williams, Cam Wilson will likely be playing in 2023. Uh, we're going to sort of uh, bunch that together with the uh, defensive line position because it just makes a lot of sense for me. So nonetheless, I think that Ashton Gelati and Stephen Heron, that pairing will be one of the best pass rushing duos in the ACC. Ashton Gelati surprised a ton of people coming onto the scene as a freshman, added a ton of strength and weight in the offseason, heading up to his freshman campaign, was an early enrollee, um, sort of had um, you know a body that needed to be transformed, and he did that in nearly one offseason to where he goes from a possible project guy to this guy's going to see some time and that he did gelati had a decent freshman campaign um he had overall 19 total tackles to go along with four sacks you know playing alongside of yasir abdul and yaya diaby and that trio came back in 2022 gelati uh started saw a a significant increase in workload, 23 total tackles, seven sacks, one forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, and one pass deflection. Uh, Gelati now up to 6'3", 270 pounds, which 
um, before his sophomore season was listed at 6'2", 265. But nonetheless, um, I don't necessarily think that this is far-fetched to suggest that Ashton Gelati will be one of the best pure pass rushers in the ACC. Now, granted, it does bode the question, how is he going to be able to play or how is he going to be able to perform and stand out with no Yasir Abdullah, with no Yaya Diaby? And that is a very valid point because you have to consider, well, you're not getting uh, – you're, you're getting a little bit more attention this season because – you know, you're an upperclassman now, and you lost a guy in Yaya Diaby. You lost a guy in Yasir Abdullah, two of the best pass rushers in the conference. So naturally, there's going to be more uh, emphasis on you as a pass rusher. Granted, that's what makes the addition of Stephen Heron that much more valuable is you get another player on the other side that takes some of that emphasis away and gives you another pass rushing option. Uh, Stephen Heron... Might not necessarily be, um, you know, as big as Yaya Diaby, but he is a very decorated player from the Power Five, and he is a guy from the Kentuckiana area, New Albany native, that played at Trinity High School on a couple of state championship teams. Uh, six foot three, two hundred and thirty-seven pounds. Spent four years with the Stanford Cardinal. Um, this past season was his best year. He had thirty-seven tackles, five and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles. So, um, I think this addition makes sense for a couple reasons. Number one, you immediately upgrade opposite of Ashton Gelati, you know, in the pass rushing department, and not to mention that, but Heron is also a solid overround or, or solid overall all around, um, you know, pass rushing linebacker that lines up at the line of scrimmage. Um, I think that his veteran leadership is something else that's going to come into play here. You have sort of an inexperienced group overall, right? I mean, you have some uh, continuity in the middle of the interior, but outside of Ashton Gelati, you know, you still have some guys that are um, pretty young. I mean, Popeye Williams is uh, in underclassmen, you have a trio of incoming freshmen. You have Raheem Craig, Selah Brown, uh, Adonijah Green, R.J. Sorensen, Rodney McGraw transferring in from Penn State. You have some other guys like Cam Wilson, Vic Brown, Mason Rieger, who have been with the program a couple years. But nonetheless, when you speak of those guys, there isn't as much football experience at the Power 5 level that um, you know they might be leaders off the field or vocal leaders on the field, but you know you're adding the best of both worlds. You're adding the collegiate production at a very high level, but you're also adding that veteran leadership as well. And it's just the icing on top with Heron being a native of the Louisville area. We talked about that narrative time and time again. Brom bringing home players from the state, from the area, uh, whether it be via regular traditional high school recruiting or via the transfer portal. He's done both. But nonetheless, I think that Heron's skill set is going to be something that perfectly complements Ashton Gelati's. Um, granted, it's going to be extremely tough to replace Yasir Dua to replace Yaya Diaby. Um, you know, nonetheless, you look at what they did last season. Yasir Dua had nine and a half sacks. Yaya Diaby had nine. They led the team in sacks. So, I mean, you're almost replacing 20 combined sacks. You almost have to try to do it via a money ball scheme, you know, via the aggregate, um, you know, trying to replicate, you know, some of the numbers by committee. And that's not to say that Heron is not good enough to 
you know, handle this position alone. I'm not suggesting that. This is not disrespect meant toward him, but it's a very tall task replacing Yasir Abdul, who, in my opinion, was the best defensive player in the ACC this past season. Yaya Diaby was a very, very solid pass rusher. So for Louisville, it's a matter of trying to recreate that in the aggregate, right? Uh, Ashton Gelati's likely going to see a jump in his statistical numbers. You know, he went from four sacks to seven sacks. Uh, Stephen Heron last year had five and a half, which is two and a half more than he had, you know, currently in his career. So um, I think that both of those players are going to see a little bit of a rise up. And then you have players like Popeye Williams, Mason Rieger, Vic Brown, Cam Wilson, so on and so forth. Um, But overall, I like this pass rushing duo, despite it might not necessarily be as good as the one last season. Make no mistake about it. It is going to be one of the best units, um, you know, one of the best duos in the conference. I, I know you have some very solid defensive linemen, you know, at Clemson, uh, some other places as well, Florida State. I think that it's not far-fetched to say that this is one of the top three to five uh, pass rushing duos in the conference because of the experience because of Gelati. Here's the thing. I think Eston Gelati is just scratching the potential of the type of player that he can be. Um, I think that he is a guy that we talk about, well, there's going to be an added emphasis on Gelati because of you know, no Yaya Diaby or Yasir Abdul. You wonder what the numbers would have looked like if there hadn't been either those two players in the first place, if Gelati would have had larger numbers, which I think he's going to see a statistical jump. I think he's honestly going to be uh, taking a huge jump this season, uh, just continuing to, you know, you know, continuing to uh, get into the right, um, you know, situation in terms of playing weight, but also another year of off-season development. That's something that cannot be overlooked. So Ashton Gelati, Stephen Heron, uh, we're kicking off the defensive line positional preview by talking about one of the ACC's best pass rushing duos. So, uh, But nonetheless, I think as a whole, both on the edge and in the interior, a lot of it is riding on internal development. It is a key for the Cardinals. I know every year you can say that, but even more so this year, and we'll talk about that here in a moment after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to have the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win... You can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sign up today um, and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official Major League partner. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. It must be 21 and over and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Okay, so heading on into the second segment of the show, discussing the defensive line position, the next installment of the offseason positional preview series. Just talked about why Ashton Gelati and Stephen Heron is one of the best pass rushing duos in the ACC. This group as a whole has the potential to be one of the best Louisville defensive lines that we've seen 
in the past couple of seasons because, number one, the depth that was added, and number two, the guys that are coming back, I think, have the opportunity with internal development to take the next steps respectively and really put this defense in a solid position to perform. Last year's defensive line was a step up from the previous years. You finally have added depth. Um, you've added some solid guys. I know Jermaine Lole Jermaine got hurt, which um, really hurt the defensive line, and he's actually dealing with injury issues now. So that's something to, to focus on, and you wonder, okay, well – I wonder whether or not this is going to be a situation to where, you know, he's going to be able to see the field. And if he does, you know, how much of a capacity is it going to be in? So on and so forth. But we will see the verdict is still out. However, um, there's some solid pieces. Now, granted, you have to focus on you're playing a nose tackle alongside of a defensive tackle, um, you know, alongside of a defensive end and a Leo in usual packages. So, Going to be more opportunity for interior guys. I think that this is going to be a veteran-led group up front. You have guys like Des Tell, who I think coming off of a career year is going to continue to, you know, continue to go on the trend upward. He essentially almost tripled his tackles numbers from 2021 to 2022. Had 26 tackles. Two sacks, one fumble recovery. The six foot one native of Stockbridge, Georgia, I think, is going to be a player that is really going to be relied upon early on and throughout the season for his leadership, for his ability to defend the run. That's something that is very valuable. Um, and joining him, I think you could go a couple different ways here. Um, you know, I think that Des Tell is going to be a starter. Alongside him, it's sort of up in the air. Does Jeff Brom, you know, Mark Hagan and Ron English, do they go with you know, Mark Ivey, do they go with Ramon Perrier, who, you know, in a lot of people's opinion, is a player that could take that next step forward and getting to a spot to where he's consistently performing? He had 14 total tackles last season, one and a half sacks, um, you know, a native of Louisville, Kentucky, uh, former walk-on that I feel is in line for a solid uh, season as well. You also have a guy like Jared Dawson. Jared Dawson is – another player that you have to circle that I really do believe is going to take the next step. 6'1", native of Collierville, Tennessee, had 16 tackles, two and a half sacks, one fumble forced. So you have three guys that are all three looking to take that next step forward. Des Tell, Ramon Perrier, and Jared Dawson. I think that those three are going to be the main um you know, the main players in the rotation at the interior defensive line position. I also think you cannot overlook a player like Tofik Thomas. Thomas is a player that um, I was really, really high on coming out of high school. I felt like he moved really, really well for his size. And it was going to be a situation of once you get him in the weight room, you get him to uh, a place where you feel comfortable with his uh, with his frame and, and things of the nature, I think that you allow yourself to really, um, you know, pose a mismatch. Thomas in the Louisville directory listed at 6'4", 310 pounds. I, I think that his best days of football are obviously ahead of him. He's going to be in the rotation as well. It would not surprise me if a guy like Jermaine Lolay is on the outside looking in because of the time lost due to injury, but also the progression of a guy like Tofik Thomas, who um, I really do think is also in line to 
see a rise in production. You look at what he was able to do this season. Only had eight tackles, but um, got a little bit more opportunity as the season went along. I think that he's going to be a, a valuable depth piece. So you have those four guys that are going to make a lot of sense on the interior. And then not to mention um, outside of that, you look at players like Selah Brown, uh, RJ Sorensen, who I think both of those guys are, are still looking to carve their own roles. Not to mention only on the interior, but on the outside as well. Gelati and Stephen Heron are the starters, but you're banking on Popeye Williams to take that next step forward, which I really think he's going to do. He's a player that had to play behind Yaya Diaby and Yasir Abdul last season, where I think that uh, behind Stephen Heron, he's going to be able to get some quality snaps. Mason Rieger on the other side, I think him and Vic Brown are players that have waited their turns uh, patiently, um, have transformed their bodies in the weight room, have shown some opportunities, um, you know, at solid, um, you know, solid moments here and there. But I do think that, you know, Mason Rieger, Vic Brown give you that opportunity um, to have that depth at the defensive end position. And not to mention a four-star player that came in a couple seasons ago that really hasn't had a lot of opportunity is Cam Wilson. Having him kind of um, you know come on the tail end of this, uh, the, this Leo group with Heron, with Popeye Williams, that having that veteran presence is going to be something that Wolf was going to be able to rely upon. One issue with the Cardinals – over the past couple seasons has has been depth all over the defensive line. Players have went down. It's costed Louisville, you know, 2019, your lack of depth. The team just ran out of gas. 2020 was what it was. 2021, the defensive line gets a little bit better with depth. But 2022, they took a big step forward. Now, with a lot of guys returning, you have, you know, Tell returning, per year returning, Thomas returning, Dawson uh, Cam Wilson, Popeye Williams, Mason Rieger, Vic Brown, Raheem Craig, Rodney McGraw just came in. Jeff Clark just came in. Um, a handful of true freshmen, Selah Brown, RJ Sorensen. There's a handful of players that you have to focus on for internal development. Now, I understand that you can say, well, Dalton, internal development is key for any offseason and getting better. And I agree but this is a very interesting situation because Louisville did a great job of retaining the roster, not losing a lot of players to the transfer portal, not losing a lot of defensive line players at all, and being able to return a lot of players from a pretty impressive unit on the defensive line in the trenches for the Cardinals. So it's all about having that internal development is going to be the key for this defensive line group, probably even more so than any of the other positions out there because of the unproven um, you know the unproven production and guys looking to create their own legacies. So I think that the defensive line, the main key is looking at that internal development. But um, make no mistake about it, there are a lot of young, talented players in this unit in this defensive line room, uh, some that aren't being talked about enough. There's three players that are flying under the radar that I want to talk about as potential guys that by the middle of the season, by the end of the season, could be playing significant roles. We'll talk about them here in a moment. Uh, before we do that, I want to thank you all again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Global Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Every day, thanks again, like I said, for tuning in. Tomorrow's show, 
I'm sure you all have seen Jeff Brom has been rated a top 10 head coach in college football. We'll break it down on tomorrow's episode of the show, so be sure to stay tuned. But nonetheless, heading into the final segment of the show, discussing under-the-radar players on this Louisville defensive line that could uh, surprise a lot of people and make some noise. Um, you look at a couple players, I think that you could go in a couple different directions here. I think number one for me is a guy like Jeffrey Clark. Transferred in from Georgia State, played both on the edge and on the interior. 39 total tackles in 2022. He had four and a half sacks. 27 of those tackles were assisted. He didn't have a forced fumble, recovery, interception, whatever may have you, but um, has accumulated around around a little around 10 sacks in his career at Georgia State in three years. So I think that he's a player that could rise into the depth chart um, either on the outside as a pass rusher or on the interior. There is the question of whether or not, you know, his skill set's going to be fully you know, translatable to the power five coming from a mid-major, but, you know, he has the, um, you know, the statistical production to back it up. I think that he's going to be a player that with that versatility, you could see him rise into a situation to where he is going to be a a valuable backup. I can't speak a valuable backup. And I wonder if this is going to be a situation to where it takes a couple games for him to get acclimated, and then when he does, uh, you're going to see him make some plays towards the middle of the season, play a little bit more. Um, it's going to be tough to do so right away with a lot of competition, but make no mistake about it, I think that the interior defensive line, despite you know thinking that Destel and Jared Dawson are likely going to start, you have a pretty healthy competition, a pretty uh, packed defensive line room, so that's something to focus on. Another guy to focus on is true freshman Adonijah Green. Uh, 6'5", 210 pounds, I believe, is is what he was listed at. Uh, Four-star level player, one of the best players that uh, Louisville essentially had coming into this class. He rose up the rankings pretty substantially to the point to where he is ranked just outside of the top 150. And that's something that, um, you know, you question whether or not he has the uh, body to um, compete right away. He was listed at 65203 on his profile in the Louisville directory. He's 66225. And for reference, Stephen Heron is at 240. So if your argument is that he isn't in the shape to um, you know, put some valuable production on the field, I do question that because it looks like he's gaining some weight. He's putting on that mass. He's putting on that strength. Um, he's a very uh, explosive pass rusher, I think, is going to be able to potentially play either at defensive end, but probably as a Leo right away because of you know the need to continue to add on weight. But he's a player that I was really hoping Louisville was going to hold on to, which they did. They you know uh, fended off Cincinnati and some other schools. Um, but he is a player that, with his size being 6'5", 6'6", having that explosive um, you know burst off the line of scrimmage with that length coupled with the athleticism and strength, I think he's a player that, who knows? I understand you're in a situation where Heron is there, Gelati is there, Rieger, Popeye Williams. But outside of that, 
you do wonder with the lack of proven production with no um, Yaya, with no Yasir, I do think that this poses an opportunity for a guy like Adonijah Green with his talent, with his build to potentially play uh, a decent role down the stretch. I'm not sure if it's going to be right away, but I think that by the middle of the season, we're going to see him playing a little bit more and a little bit more. So just something to focus on the third player that I really do believe is going to see a rise in production and playing time is a guy like Vic Brown uh, was a highly rated player coming out of high school, out of Grayson high school, which is a very, very, um, you know, it's a very reputable program. I think that he's unfortunately been the victim of a pretty stacked room on the defensive line for Louisville. Hasn't really gotten a lot of opportunity. Has played behind Gelati, Diaby, um, Yasir Abdullah as well. And not to mention, I mean, there's other players like Mason Rieger, uh, Ramon Perrier, so on and so forth. He has yet to log a single statistic, but I do believe that he is a guy that will play a decent role down the stretch. Obviously, everything is context-based, so you have to understand that when I say that a player is flying under the radar, you know, it, it means that it might take some time for them to, um, you know, see some significant playing time, but when they do, I think that it's going to be um, pretty noticeable. He's listed as 6'4", 250, so, you know, he's added some weight, probably about 10 pounds since this past season, and I think that, you know, having a couple years in this um, you know, in this program, the opportunity now is there for him to have a solid season, which I think he's going to do competing with Mason Rieger as the main backup to Ashton Gelati. So you could see a guy like Vic Brown playing a significant role right away. So defensive line um, unit is an interesting one. It has a very, very solid pass rushing duo with a ton of added depth. Internal development is going to be key and there's a lot of players flying under the radar. So um, we're going to continue along in our preview series as the week comes to a close, so be sure to stay tuned uh, to find the Locked On Louisville uh, podcast on all your socials and all of the services. You can find them right here on all of the opportunities there. But that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.